Welcome to Obey the Grain Podcast number 14. I forgot for a second what we were on. I know. It's it's too many. We can't, I mean, we can't count that high. We're yeah. in the, the ninth grade range of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I just really, right when I was, right when I started that, I was like, uh, what episode is this? I don't know. I didn't write it down. I think well, that's, that's cool. it's very, yes, that's a very good way to put it, Tracy, because freshmen are very much like that. Like, what? What are we doing? <laughs> Where are we? What's going on while they get ran over by a truck? So, yeah, yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, do you uh, let's go ahead and get into this reading because I'm excited about this one. All right. It is Timeless Simplicity by John Lane. The rich industrialist was horrified to find the fisherman lying beside his boat, smoking a pipe. Why aren't you out fishing? asked the industrialist. Because I've caught enough fish for the day. Why don't you catch some more? What would I do with them? You could earn more money. Then you could have a motor fitted to your boat to go into deeper waters and catch more fish. Then you would have enough money to buy nylon nets. These would bring you more fish and more money. Soon you would have enough money to own two boats, maybe even a fleet of boats. Then you would be a rich man like me. Uh, What would I do then? Then you could sit back and enjoy life. What do you think I'm doing right now? I love that. (laughs) It is excellent. Bravo Uh, on the reading, by the way. Oh, oh, you, Katrina, you knocked that out of the park. That was awesome. (laughs) That, Why don't we wow. just let have her read it all the time now? There we go. I should have been an elementary school teacher reading books <laughs> all the time. See, everyone else missed the the gesticulations, <laughs> and facial expressions that always go with these things. You have to become Katrina. the story, right. become the characters. I'll be honest with you, knowing Katrina, I was kind of visualizing all of it. I was. <laughs> No, that was that was really good, Katrina. That was awesome. So, well, what? So, go ahead, Katrina. We'll let you go first. What? What do you <laughs> think about this? Wait, 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 wait. You will let me go first. <laughs> we will. You should go first. <laughs> are you? Are, not, are you bossing her around now? Oh <laughs> man! Oh. It's too late. Dig Here we hole. go. Here we go. <laughs> Let's, yeah, let's, so, yeah, go for it. All right. So this this fisherman dude, he's perfectly content with what he has. He doesn't need more. He's got enough to sustain himself, perhaps sustain his family, make enough money. And then you have this, and I'm imagining that this this rich industrialist looks like the monopoly dude. And he's got his monocle and everything. And he's just this plump little guy who's all waddly. And <laughs> of course, they, all, they always are. <laughs> they, yes. <laughs> and uh, they weren't called fat cats for nothing. I and, think he looks just like Jeff Bezos myself. But, but as, as No, the he's the Monopoly dude. Let's get real. And, you know, all he wants is more, more, more. And I think we all know people who just aren't satisfied with what they have sure well sometimes what you have is it just isn't enough well sometimes it's not i mean but but if you have enough when is enough enough right when is enough enough that's big right there well um kind of something like right there like when is enough enough um, that's kind of the problem with that mentality of more, more, more is that it, it never stops. That mentality doesn't stop. You, you don't ever get to that point. There's always someone who has more than you. And so you're always looking up and you've probably, 
uh, seen a, I think I saw an Instagram post or a picture or something recently. And it starts off with a guy in a wheelchair is looking out his window and he's watching a guy walking and he's like, man, I wish I, man, I wish I could, I had legs and I could walk like that. And then it goes to the guy that's walking and it, he's looking across the street at a guy riding his bike and he goes, man, I wish I had a bike. And then the guy riding the bike is looking at a guy driving like an old braggity beat up car. And he's like, man, I wish I had a car. And then the guy driving the old braggity beat up car is looking at another guy driving like some fancy sports car. And he's like, man, I wish I had that car or something like that. And it just keeps going up the way. And it kind of reminds me of that. And because there really is no end to more, if you really think about it. Yep. I remember when, when I moved to North Carolina in 2004, uh, I had to live in, in an apartment for a couple months while, while I found a house. And um, so about three quarters of my stuff was in, in a storage place because, you know, you're not going to move it twice. So everything was still in boxes in the storage place. And I remember having the thought like, wow, I'm doing great with like hardly any of my things. Mm -hmm. You know, I have just enough. I have, I have plates, I have food. I have, you know, just enough furniture to, you know, sleep in a bed and have a couch. Um, I've got all my clothes and the kids have some toys. Like, what else do you need? And they didn't have an overwhelming amount of toys. They were very small at the time. They were only like almost three. And uh, um, my middle child, I didn't even, I only had two at the time. And he was like six months old or something. They were very small. They didn't need much. Yeah. It's, it's really amazing how little we need as people to not just survive, but to actually thrive. Yeah. Well, and sometimes, you know, having less things in your way and cluttering up your space and cluttering your mind or, you know, less bills to pay, um, it allows for more creativity and it allows for more freedom. Yep. So I definitely I think a lot know. of people are, you know, appreciating right now, especially freedom and creativity to do so, you know, for, for maker types like us is great, but also just social time to mm-hmm. been with friends and family. Yep. And I've read that a lot of indigenous people around the world, which of course there aren't many left because they get sucked into the kind of, you know, yeah, globalized, industrialized world of having to play this game. But <laughs> most uh, indigenous people would work, you know, not not much more than maybe four or five hours a day. And that was enough to meet their needs. And there'd be times of the year when they had to, you know, do more to like stock up for the winter or something. But most of the time it was like plenty of time to just relax and socialize and have fun and hang out with family and friends and <laughs> and then of course the uh, the western civilized yeah, people show up and, and you know show you the better way to be got to be productive right you got to be you got to be uh, working towards something greater all the time but, well working all the time well and that that's, that story that Katrina read embodies that idea very well and and you know i i think it's i think all things are a balance i think that is a balance but um something that you just jumped off of uh tracy that you were talking about was about kind of the situation right now um and i've attributed it and i can't remember who i heard say this um but they were talking about um having limited media brings out more creativity, basically, whether no matter what it is, what you're working with and limited media, or in this case, limited time means that you have to get a little bit more creative. And so 
you know, it, it will be interesting to see if, you know, maybe years from now we look back at this time and maybe there's some specific things or some specific inventions or some specific policies or I don't know that come from this. And it's because of limited time, you know, a little bit where you have to be more creative about things. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm, you know, I don't want to get political or anything like that, but some people are comparing this to, um, the great depression or saying that it could be, we could be headed towards time like that. And, but the only thing is that, um, if you look if the people that we know that lived through those times and that grew up during those times, um, they had such strong, uh, relationships with their family, at least the ones that I know they did. And I just feel that that was greatly attributed to, they were born and raised during a time when your relationships with people were extremely valuable and important, you know, and you didn't have all those other things. And so I'm hoping that that's a positive thing that can come from what we're going through right now. Yeah. I remember my grandma telling me she was a little kid during the depression and she remembered that time very fondly because no one could afford to go out, you know, on the town or whatever. She grew up in like kind of rural Oklahoma. So there wasn't a whole lot of that, but there wasn't much to do, but hang out and, you know, people played cards or whatever it was. Now, of course, under the current protocol, what I was trying to refer to is like, we don't realize how, uh, how important it is for our kind of sanity to be able to have that social time. And even if you're an introvert, so I'm, I'm like a big time introvert. I spend, I could spend all day for like a week, two weeks at home, but I have a core group of people. And, but it's a very, very small and, but sometimes, you know, you, you just want to hang out with some people and play games. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, or build something or, but it, it doesn't involve going somewhere, spending money, all that kind of stuff. Well, the yeah. best things never do. Usually. Yeah. I, uh, so my belt grinder decided to fail it had a simple fuse which patrick helped me kind of deduce that's what that was but even if i could just run out and replace that a lot of places now have restricted hours and stuff and it made me be like what you're talking about justin be creative to solve the problem do i even want to go out in you know if, if it is um a good idea to just stay uh kind of confined and, and social distance i i don't like that term i think it has a kind of weird rebellion yeah feel. Feel, but anyway <laughs> too political but um you know uh just try to observe the protocol what can i do can i still get work done without having to go to a store um and so i rummaged through my spare motors that i had and cobbled something together and sure enough i was able to get it you know back up and running to finish the project I was working on, which was grinding and bevel on a draw knife. I was really kind of antsy to get that done and test it out. Right. And if it becomes this thing of, Oh, I have to spend half the day going somewhere tracking down a fuse or whatever. It, it becomes a, um, I don't know. It, it sidetracks the creativity from the, the project at hand to this, other thing which becomes oh i gotta fix my grinder whereas if i'm just doing something that's a real temporary kind of patch that i'm not worried about doing it right and getting just the right part i can just cobble something together real quick get back to work and you know do the proper fix later but i could stay focused on that project yeah yeah absolutely i mean um a couple of stories that my my grandpa uh my grandpa is 84. He was born in 35. What year is it? 2020. 2020. Okay. So he'll be, he'll be 85 in August. And for, I, you guys got to meet him, didn't you? Yeah. I think, yeah, you got to meet him and he's Mm -hmm. like, he, he really, he is a, he's a mountain of a man in my mind, you know, and he's a, 
a very strong fixture in my life, but he um, told me, he used to tell me stories about, cause he was born in 35. So he was born in the middle of the great depression and he remembers um, just a few little things. You know, he grew up on a farm um, actually just two or three miles from where even I live right now. And uh, he remembers his parent. his parents were German and there is uh, like a lot of funny stories about his, his dad who was extremely like all Germans, extremely stubborn. And like, he was, I guess he was like a small in stature, but he was kind of like mean and tough. And, and, um, but he remembers his mom, um, when she would crack eggs in the kitchen, she would use her finger to wring out all the yolk. And that was just something that they had picked up from, you know, great depression and making sure you're literally using every single thing that you can you know, and then the other thing that he remembers really well is he remembers that when they would take down like a building or a shed or a neighbor's building would get taken down, uh, you would go through and you would pull all the nails and you would put them in a bucket. And then he remembers his mom sitting at the dining room table at night with a hammer, just sitting next to those bucket of nails and just tapping them straight again so they could reuse them on the next building. And like you think about that and, you know, maybe you've, you know, like bent straightened out a couple nails before in your life or something like that. But if you've ever sat next to a five gallon bucket full of crooked nails and <laughs> just sat there for hours and hours and hours, just re redoing the same thing over and over. And, but that was just the times, you know, and that's what pretty much everybody did. And so, you know, I, I'm not saying that we're going to be, tapping nails here in the next six months from now but <laughs> i do think that it's gonna it's gonna cause us to get a little bit more creative and become a little bit more resourceful and self-reliant and you know and those those aren't bad things so right yeah and it, it will be paused for thought i think it already is for a lot of people yeah and, and that can be good, can definitely mm-hmm. be good. yeah so and i've always going back to the story again Um, I just always think about that life is a little bit of a balance between those two people a little bit, you know, and it is, I find, I think it's easy to get caught up and go, go, go more, 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 you know, make more money. Um, just keep going up, keep moving up the ladder until you get to a point where, you know, I was, that's kind of the way I was up until I was probably 25 years old, 26. Um, And then right about the time, that's about the time I met my wife. And then, you know, I, I actually, I remember where I read that story is I was sitting at a Jimmy John's eating lunch by myself and that story was up on a wall. And so while I was eating lunch, I looked up and I read that story and I specifically remember that because it was so anti what I was at that time, you know, I was like, you can't slow you know you're supposed to keep working up in education you're supposed to keep making more money and pursue as high as you can get and although i do believe in um in increasing your personal value as much as you can and continuing to grow and continue and develop personally um i think there is a time when a person has to recognize i'm not living um, a true valuable life for either my family or my friends. I don't have positive relationships, you know, and, you know, because I'm running all the time, I'm traveling too much, you know, because of work or I'm gone or, you know, whatever those things are. And if you're not getting that time, then, you know, like you said, Tracy, your mental health is probably suffering as well because you don't have those positive relationships with people. Yeah. And with yourself, I made the realization and I, I, to this day, have no regrets. I, in my early to mid twenties, um, I was a little late finishing my bachelor's degree, which is the extent of my you know, formal education. So I have the biochemistry degree I've mentioned, but I thought I wanted to be a research scientist and um, I wanted to study exercise physiology. And I, you know, applied to grad schools and I got accepted at this really, I mean, it was like my number one choice. Went up and interviewed (laughs) a hilarious story. It was like, I mean, 
I won't get into that right now. It was very embarrassing, but uh, I, I was shocked that they, they accepted me. And in the, the weeks between, you know, getting that acceptance letter and kind of just, you know, having the, the move-in date, I just, I came to the realization, like, I don't want to do this. I, like, and it was my, my last few or a couple semesters as an undergrad, I had enough experience working in labs uh, at, at K-State that I, I realized I don't want to be I, my <laughs> perception of the, of the PhD scientist was they're like in an office all the time sitting at a desk and that's work that has to be done. Writing and revising grant proposals is, is a huge chunk of the job, you know, traveling to present your research. Um, and it's ironically as much travel as I've, as we've done in the last couple of years, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I hate flying. I'm not necessarily super afraid of it. It's just the, uh, just like the hassle and the stress of it. But you know, I knew that would be a big part of that job to be an academic scientist. Um, and the, in addition to the years of additional, you know, intensive school, and I'm a good student, but I'm a slow learner. And it just like, I have to spend twice as much time as the, you know, the next average person to, to get a, a good bearing on the material. And it, I knew the, the personal investment would be total, you know, to, to be successful at that. And when I realized I could just be a lab technician, like that's legitimate. I mean, you couldn't do that for a job and you get to do the hands-on work of science. Right. And I just came to that realization. That's a much better fit for me, for my disposition and it allowed me to also have a life outside of work, which I don't now, but I took on a job that was the stuff I was doing outside of my real job back then, right? So um, it's a, uh, I think just being, um, I don't know if I would say truthful or, or trying to be aware of your, your personal disposition and what's going to suit you. And, you know, that's fine if you're, if you're naturally driven for achievement or that kind of thing, there's nothing necessarily wrong with it, but there's a lot of pressure on people who are not necessarily, you know, predisposed to uh, that kind of endeavor. And it, it creates a lot, I think a lot more stress and um, negative effects than positive in many cases. I, I can agree with that. Um, in teaching your you, you teach for a few years and then you instantly get the questions of when are you getting your administrative degree? When are you going into administration? Yeah, Justin. <laughs> yeah. When are you making that transition? I, I do have my administrative certificate. I know you do. I heard yeah. you mention that. So that, that's why I'm asking. I, I never, ever wanted to be in administration ever. I, and I knew it. I was like, Nope, not doing that. And in fact, uh, I got to my junior year of college and didn't even want to finish that. I, I had been substitute teaching for, I don't know, a year at that point or something. <laughs> that'll burn, that'll burn that'll you out right there. <laughs> substitute teaching was the best job. It was awesome. I loved it. Uh, it was at a smallish school and I got to know most of the kids in the school. Like they all knew who I was. I did that for two and a half years, my last two and a half years of college. And um, I knew I didn't want to finish my degree and be a, like a full on teacher and have my own classroom because holy moly that, you know, it's a, just a crap ton of work all the time, but administration is even more. And it's like, nope, that's not for me. If I can just go in and be a substitute teacher, the thing that I like about teaching is the actual teaching and not all of the administrative stuff that has to go with it. And substitute, substituting, let me do that. Plus I got to be in a different classroom almost every single day. I got to do English, which I am good at. I got to do social studies, which I am good at. I got to- it's true. She is good. It is. <laughs> and, and she corrects my grammar constantly. Just hey, just revert back to the beginning of the show tonight, where <laughs> she read the the fisherman's story. I, yeah, yeah. 
dancing, singing. I did. I got to do drama. I got to do PE. Oh, we haven't mentioned. We haven't even mentioned pots on the dance floor. No, let's not go there. <laughs> it is spectacular, but it is. There's a there's a VHS recorded series of performance dance performances, dance and lip syncing performances. Katrina put on. It's not just me, my brother too. Yeah, which you broke your little brother into this when you were about what ten? Uh, you nine. I think I was nine. Yeah, you're not ever going to politics. <laughs> I want to see that. I want to see this on an Instagram post. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it's at my mom's house, and she's three hours away. One of them is to uh, the Heart of Rock and Roll. Is that right? Yeah. By Huey, Huey Lewis. Lewis. The news. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mentioned Huey Lewis. Oh boy. Yeah, my favorite part <laughs> is when her brother is air guitaring to a saxophone solo. <laughs> so there's it is it is good. It is, it is okay. Well, we digress. Yeah. Well, actually, since you brought up Huey Lewis, um, I'm gonna tell a quick story on myself real quick. But supposedly the story is we were at I have some family that lives in Michigan and we were at my aunt's house in Michigan. I was like, I'm I guess I was like five or six at the time. And uh, I guess I was really into Huey Lewis. And yes, weren't we all? (laughs) And we go, we went to church with my aunt and her family. And they did the thing where they bring all the kids up at one part of the service and they tell a quick story or something like that. And they asked the kids, they said, uh, All right, hey, does anybody, would anybody like to sing a song? You know, what song should we sing in congregation today? And I raised my hand. I was the first one to raise my hand. And they're like, oh, hey, the new kid. What would you like to hear? And I'm like, I want a new drug. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that was uh, that was a fun. um, Yeah, fun church service, I guess I'm told. So did you get to sing it? uh, No, I don't believe (laughs) I don't believe we went into. We got the choir. I can see, out I can see the religious adaptation of that song. I mean, <laughs> I don't think that's too far off. <laughs> so, good stuff. Um, oh boy, man, we are just so how we're, now we're talking about Huey Lewis. So we're talking about Huey Lewis in church. So, yep. I have no idea where where we're at or what we're talking about, but. This is the freshman episode, so that's right in line with it. Ah, yeah. That's yeah, very sporadic. <laughs> you don't know what's coming in the next three minutes. Like you're up, could you're be down. Done, we're said. gonna cry soon. Yep. We were just laughing. Now we're gonna cry. <laughs> yep. We I I have to be loved by everyone, but I hate everyone. So that's right. Where do that's I right. fall? So good stuff. Uh, so I gotta ask, what uh, what are you guys doing to? Um, you know, past the time right now. I mean, I know you have plenty of work there at your house. You don't, you probably could stay home for the next two years and have plenty of work to do. Sure. I mean, at least two years. I don't like to, yeah, I get antsy if I don't get up and move around and do something where I at least feel, at least feel, you know, air quote productive, which, yeah, I don't know. He but, just has to go outside and split wood every yeah, now and again. Usually that. Eh, it's know. true. Helps helps deal with stress. But um, this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday, um, I'm sure some listeners have heard that there's going to be Global Makers Maker Fest. You're really terrible. You just can't get these words all together. Global Maker Fest. It is an <laughs> Uh, a live streaming event on YouTube hosted by ArborTech, but there are some other um, sponsors as well. I think Carolina uh, Boots, Shoe. Shoes. Shoe, Carolina Shoe. Arbor, they, well, ArborTech, of course, they're kind of um, organizing a whole event. And I think ISOTunes and some ISOTunes, other. ISOTunes, Peak Safety. Yeah. I think there might be one more, but I and can't. And a bunch of a bunch of makers a are going to do at least one spot. They're kind of dividing it up into one-hour sessions, and it's going to be the, I think, the entirety of the Friday and Saturday. This Friday and Saturday. It's almost like a twenty over twenty-four hour event because uh, Arbortech is based out of Australia, and so a bunch of 
Australians are also joining in this. And since there's like a 12 hour difference, the U.S. gets part of the day. And then while we're asleep, the Australians will be doing their thing on YouTube. So, I mean, it's a really cool thing. The Orbit Tech guys called us and we're, you know, they had the idea to, you know, keep us all from getting <laughs> the, uh, I don't know, the doldrums or yeah. the, uh, you know, don't let your mind go to those places where we would rather they not go with everything being up in the air like it is. And, um, yeah, just share what we know about making. And there's, I, there's got to be at least close to a dozen at least maker type. We're like, we're like small fry compared to some of the people. Yeah. Jimmy's, Jimmy's going to do a spot. Jimmy's going to be there. Um, uh, Tim Sway. Jackman's yeah, there. Yeah, Paul Jackman. Um, and I think there might still be more people coming on board. Yeah. They and, just added uh, Annabelle Trades today. So, and yeah, they've they've put this together in like two weeks. I think and it's so, been so okay. Incredible. So I'm so I'm kind of confused. So is it on Arbor? Is it on an ArborTech YouTube channel or what is it on? That's our understanding that it's going to be YouTube Live. Is that right? That's what I think. We'll and find out the full be, details yeah, tomorrow. It'll be through Arbortech's YouTube. Yes. So okay. anybody who's interested in finding out more, start following Arbortech. Um, check out their YouTube channel. Check out their Instagram for details. Yep. Uh, I hope that we are very low tech, and uh, you know we'll we'll have to get that under our belt to to make sure that we. So that's what tomorrow yeah, is going to be, practicing that, that the technologies. Off with the hitch. But yeah, lately we've been, um, last few days, just getting cleaned up, deciding on the material. We put out a few stories and uh, maybe a post on Instagram about you know, just what people who like to check out the stuff that we do, what would they most like to know more about, right? So we have, I think, six or seven, seven. seven one-hour spots or sessions, as they're being called, uh, where we tried to get the the best blend of all those things, and we're just gonna let it roll. But yeah. we got to make sure that we can do it without tripping over ourselves, and you know, <laughs> without having to go up and down stairs to the different workshops and right. stuff. Right, tripping yeah. over the logs in the yard, which you know, of course, we went and hauled like a whole cherry tree home yesterday. So, so how how long will you guys run your like? How long is your session? It's, I think we have a contiguous two hour session on the so first day. It's tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but Friday, uh, it will start at nine o'clock. And we are the first. That's Eastern time. Eastern time, yeah. Nine o'clock Eastern time, which is like super early for us because that's <laughs> eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that's like Brutal. a real job. <laughs> so. <laughs> So we will be the first presenters, and uh, as of right now, the schedule kind of keeps getting shifted a little bit based on who's involved. Um, but as of right now, we're going to start at 9 Eastern, and then we'll go until 11 Eastern. And, and then, then we have a couple more one-hour sessions in on the Friday, afternoon. And then we have three one-hour sessions on Saturday. Saturday. So as soon as that's... Uh, solidified and announced we will put it on uh i'll put it on our website but I'll, we'll also do an instagram mm -hmm. post about so are it you guys so are you gonna do a is it gonna be like a continuous thing like the work that you do or is it gonna be like hey for these two hours we're gonna cover this for this one hour we're gonna cover this yeah more like that where yeah. we, we had to kind of divide it up into one hour bite-sized chunks mm -hmm. and make sure we have a sort of cohesive theme for that time. So for instance, one of the one hours is going to be where we tag team and power carve a bowl. Um, and so one of us will be talking, the other one will be working and we're going to try and get this done in one hour. And then another one of these sessions is um, tool tune up and sharpening. And mm -hmm. that's mostly going to be Tracy talking about sharpening axes draw knives, uh, all, all of the blades that we use. Mm -hmm. um, those are just two examples. One I think will be the most fun, though, is we're going to, uh, I wouldn't call it a competition, but we'll have a friendly like race where 
Uh, well, Katrina sort of will power carve a spoon, and I will hand carve a spoon. Oh, that's cool. Not, yeah, not no, like that'll be good. Because one of us will have to be filming the other one, right. but we'll do that in, in sequence, and uh, we'll, we'll get to compare the results, but we'll, you know, kind of contrast some of the methods and stuff, and I think that'll be fun. I think, oh, I, yeah. I, think I can hand carve a spoon faster than you can power carve one. Now. Uh-huh. Ooh, we, well. we've got the story of Big John here. <laughs> Big bad John, right? <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. All right. We'll Big bad Tracy. Same, we'll start from the same board. <laughs> he keeps wanting to use poplar, and that's just so boring. <laughs> yeah, but the it's easier to carve. Easier to yeah, I, was, I was just said, I was like, yeah, but it's easier to carve. That's it right. is. So. I, I think we've compromised. I think we're going to probably go with walnut, but. Yeah. We'll see. Well, we'll see what pretty, we get, yeah, but it, it's going to be fun either way. And um, we're, you know, it's kind of a continuation of what we were doing at the woodworking shows, and mm -hmm. a, a little bit. It's a little bit different than what we were doing, but it, it's all the stuff that we do. And since it's a live stream, at least from what I understand, it's going to be a live stream. Um, there should be the ability for people to ask questions. Mm -hmm. so uh, oh, cool. whoever is recording we can also you know just interject questions like yeah someone wants to know about this well, so put up what you guys need to do is on your instagram like put up a post that has your times on there of when you're going to be going yes we were waiting for that to be finalized right okay. yeah so yeah. that's that's not quite finalized yet but i think it's supposed to be yeah, getting this whole you know, scale of a of an event organized and put on in two weeks is like I can't even imagine. I bet Steve at Arbor Tech has probably just been working around the clock. Literally. I think all of them have. Yeah, it's yeah, this, have it's a massive undertaking. Number of people they have to coordinate with. And yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. No, it's, I mean they're they're really like pushing it hard to to get this thing done. Yeah, I, I I think it's awesome. So oh yeah, no, I, I, well I I. I was kind of understanding it a little bit, but just like in the last 24, since you guys have talked about it um, in the last 24 hours, I've started to see some more posts and stuff on it. And then I started to figure it out a little bit. So I'm like, yeah, this is, this is a really good idea. So, yeah. So it's on the, so I'm assuming you need to go find the Arbor tech YouTube channel though. Yep. If you just go to Arbor Tech or go to YouTube and uh, search for Arbor Tech, it's the first one that pops up. Yep. So, okay. No, that's, that's a great idea. And that's going to be a lot of fun. And um, a lot of people will be able to get a lot out of that. And speaking of that type of stuff, I mean, there's, I had a lot of people when we did our live on Sunday night. I mean, there that was, was fun. That Sorry was we were having trouble getting, uh, logged in or whatever you want to call that we, we were watching you guys most you know for like quite a while and we just couldn't, minutes, couldn't yeah. get logged in <laughs> yeah well i'm wondering i think there i think it must be a thing where only i thought you could have more people on but i think it is a thing where it can only be like two um that makes uh, sense accounts can be on there to, at the same time so but um no that was i've had several people message me and just say like, Hey, that was a lot of fun. And even a lot of people, you know, got a lot out of it, like information. And I think especially the sharpening stuff that you covered. Um, I think, I don't know what you guys think, but I would like to do that. You know, maybe, maybe not this weekend, if you guys are doing the whole YouTube live stream thing, I mean, depending on, but that Sunday night time seemed to work out pretty oh, good. Okay. Sure. Yeah, no, we'll be, we'll be free Sunday night. So it's okay. the, the, the live stream the global maker fest is Friday and Saturday. So we're, we're free on Sunday. Yeah, We'll be able to catch up on our sleep Sunday morning. And yeah. We'll, we'll, well then maybe we'll, alert. yeah, maybe we'll try that and maybe we'll see. I would, the, the only thought I had was maybe trying to come up with a specific topic conversation like, but you know, but the sharpening one is so good. Cause I think that's one thing that I think a lot of people um, don't specifically have a go-to way to do things, you know, and there was actually somebody I was messaging back and forth with, and they were like, you know, there's a lot of contrasting information out there on sharpening, you know, and 
I'm like, yeah, that's a good point because when I look into stuff and I try and read up on stuff or watch videos on stuff, I'll find, you know, two sometimes pretty knowledgeable people saying the opposite things of each other. So I think sharpening is just one of those things that you got to find what works for you and find the system that works for you, you know, whether it's, um, you know, and then go from there, which by the way, did you see those stones that I found? No, I missed that. Uh, Okay. Well, yeah, I just. I tagged you just like a couple of hours ago. Okay. I was down in my shop. I was down in my wood shop cleaning and I had forgotten. And I'm trying to remember where I got these from. I can't remember if I got them in an auction and they were in like a box of stuff or I might've found them in a house that I was remodeling like five or six years ago. And I just remember thinking like, I can't throw these away, but they're from, I don't know. They're old, old stones, but they're, they're like, maybe 10 or 12 inches long and maybe one inch wide and probably like three quarters of an inch thick. And so, but go, when we get off here, go check Instagram. And I tagged you on the video that I shot of them and I tried one out with a chisel and I'll, and it was awesome. I mean, it was really nice to work with. So it it might be Arkansas stones. If they're old, those, those were, I've never, worked with real Arkansas stones. It was some some type of stone that was quarried out of Arkansas. That's where the name comes from. It's like Scythe, yeah. scythe stones. Oh, uh, Scythe. I, scythe. I guess I think it's Scythe, yeah. Yeah, Scythe stones. Yeah, they could be for that or yeah, any, any sort of like a sickle, a scythe, or you know, just even a kitchen knife. Um, but Arkansas stone, that particular stone was known to just have really good sharpening properties um, yeah. I don't, I mean, that's what I've read. I have not encountered them myself and I don't know if I would know how to identify them Yeah, if I did find them, but apparently, you know, like they're all, they're all quarried. There are none left uh, <laughs> to be, to be quarried. Like they're all gone. Yeah. Um, but you will, you might still find some around or some new old stock here or there, but you can't just go buy them wow. because that, that stock of stone is long been up, quarried. Huh? Yeah. Well, go, like I said, go take a look and and send me a message and let me know what you think of them. But they were the one I was like, just kind of playing around with though. I was like, wow, these are really nice. They're in really good shape. So. Right. I mean, the stones I use are just random ones. I find at garage sales and that kind of place. Usually Mm -hmm. they almost all work. Yeah. Yeah. So I even just used the ceramic tiles that I found at like habitat restore. If it just seems (laughs) to have kind of the, the right sort of a, yeah grit to it i've used you those mean the, the 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 top side no the unfinished side oh okay well, so sometimes if, well if then, so let me or... ask you though because okay there's there is a difference between porcelain tile and ceramic tile tech because technically ceramic tile the top you know 16th of an inch or so of veneer mm-hmm. is porcelain it's that the body of ceramic tile is made from ceramic. But yeah, I would use the back tile. side. The un, use the unfinished side. Yeah, okay. If it's flat enough. Well, yeah. shoot, I got a, geez, I got a bunch yeah, of just ceramic try old just tiles. Anything, so, if, it, if it looks like it has sort of the right grittiness to it. I've used uh, granite. I mean, it's what we have at your house in North Carolina. Yeah. That's all we had. We had a piece of a broken granite tile. And it wasn't great, but it was better than nothing. And I, really? I made a knife i made a knife shave with it i mean hmm. yeah did you put sandpaper on it no use the back side yeah i just yeah. use the grit of this natural stone it always helps to keep your stone washed clean i don't like to use oil yeah um, i just okay. dunk it in a, in a like a pan of water with a little bit of dish detergent in it okay just to keep that grit yeah because i've seen that something else that um that i know i've seen some pretty high level dudes say that no, go with oil to use oil, right? On some of that to help keep that. It always the oil just seems to always clog. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I would agree. Anything, and I it's a little messy to use water, mm-hmm. but it works better for me. It just keeps that they call it swarth, the the grit from the metal. Mm-hmm. Um, it just keeps it from clogging the stone better. In my experience, yeah, I I would agree. So, hmm. wow, we go well, right into the. Yeah, the nitty gritty of sharpening here. Nitty-gritty. Yeah, we got back uh-huh. to it. So. Oh, you're clever. It wasn't even intentional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isaac would be proud. 
Um, so, well, then if you're listening, then I don't know. We'll just plan on if it works out, we'll just do try and do Sunday night again at eight o'clock and see if we can get, I, I was, we had a really good turnout. We had a lot of people on there and we did a lot of good people, a lot of people we've met and it was fun having them be able to chime in on it. So that was good stuff. So yeah, if you were listening and if you were in that or you, if you weren't in it, if you weren't cool enough to jump in it last (laughs) Sunday, you could be cool enough this Sunday. So all the cool. Let's go ahead and name the hour right now. Let's do it. Let, oh, we did okay. Sunday at eight o'clock. Let's okay. do it. Central so, time. Sunday, eight o'clock central. Yep. Sunday central time. The real green zone. So, and by the way, before I forget, when we get off here, once I say you know we're done, stay on because I have to talk to you about something, but it's off the air topic stuff. Whoa. Whoa. Super secret. Yeah, super secretive. If you pay $1,000 to our Patreon, you can have access to our after show. Yes. Elite members. <laughs> Only elites. So, no, we're not there yet. But we have discussed, for anybody, uh, we have discussed, and I've actually had several more people um, ask me if we have a Patreon or we're going to start one. And um, I think, you know, here in a few weeks, I think it would probably be a good idea for us to get maybe get something figured out and how we want to use that and maybe get something started. So, yep. Um, okay. Well, we should have a democratic process for how the funds are are used as well. Sure. Right. Well, uh, like I, I said, mean, I, I just want to remind everyone, it starts with my new truck. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put a. Well, there'll be a hierarchy to how this money gets. There we started. go. So, I love my old trucks. I don't want a new truck. <laughs> Trucky. Trust, yeah. That's right. Um, all right. So join us Sunday night at eight o'clock. We'll do a live. And uh and but also check Tracy and Katrina out Friday and or wait, when does the yep. glo- okay. When does it start? Global Maker Fest Friday morning. Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Eastern. Okay. Friday morning. And you guys are going to post your times. We will. We will post that on Instagram. Yeah, that'll be great. And then Friday and Saturday, correct? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea. Arbor Tech is really good about that type of stuff, I feel like. They're like as good as company. Um, It's a tiny... Crew. like there's a yeah. minuscule number of people working for that company i'm amazed at what what they do mm-hmm. and it's i mean they're like there's real people on the end of the line every time i mean it's and it does seem that every time you know we, they do the woodworking shows and we do the woodworking shows we've talked to them and every time we do it's like right in line with what we were thinking like every single time and they're all great like everybody we've met from from the company is great and it's they're just they're awesome yeah yeah they are um and i yeah i've liked the people that work for them when i met them and they just the company just seems to be they seem to kind of be involved at the grassroots level you know which not everybody is you know so don't you get too big for your britches now (laughs) that's right so I will say this <laughs> while we were talking about um, do good or companies, I also want to shout out somebody else. I won't say why, because maybe they don't want me to say why, but uh, if you guys follow uh, Kling Spore Abrasives, uh, I think they're the best. Love Kling Spore. Yeah, Mike, and especially Mike Kling Spore. Um, I just want to say Mike is a great dude. And he helped me out big time this week. And um, I just uh, go look them up as well. They sell, do a lot of sandpaper. Um, they literally like have any sandpaper you could need for any tool, I'm pretty sure, right? I will tell you, during the woodworking shows, every single one of my seminars, I talked about Klingspore sandpaper. I have a little sanding mop. And everybody was all like, what's this sanding mop? And this, their sandpaper is the best. And yeah. hardly anybody had heard about Klingspores. And I lived in North Carolina. I lived like 
15, 20 minutes from a cling spores. I thought it was just like woodcraft. I thought it was everywhere, but it's like super exclusive. And I like to tell the story about how we went into the cling spores near where I lived right before I moved here to Kansas City. And we bought like 20 pounds of sandpaper because you can <laughs> buy it by the pound. <laughs> and yeah, they looked true. at us like we... They, they looked at us like we were crazy. Well, we're not going to have access to the yeah. store anymore after that. The, and I will say, I, I don't do a ton of lathe work, but when I do, that is the only sandpaper I use because it has a really soft yeah. cloth back. It's and so it stays flexible. sharp forever. Yeah. Like you can use it. It does not fall. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's my, I, I don't even trifle with anything else when I'm standing on the lathe. It's just, it's the yeah, only it's, thing it you use. It is the best sandpaper ever yes absolutely they um yeah the quality is phenomenal because i was we that's what i get down at school i get all clean sports stuff and and there was recently <clears throat> i think we ran out of like 180 grit or something and i found some old 180 grit from i don't know what company it was but it was just i was like ah, here this this will get me through until i order some we went through that stuff so fast. It just like, it was almost like disintegrating in your hand. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't because it was old or anything. It wasn't, it was only like a couple years old, but it was just like the paper that it was made from was yeah. such poor quality. This that is the lesson like, though. Don't ever like expose yourself to anything that's really high quality because <laughs> it's so hard to go back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that is very true. So, um, <clears throat> well, uh, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? We got to get into our do-gooders yet, but well, that's mostly what we've been up to. Um, yeah, just hanging out. This is it's you know I know there's a lot of people that are not able to go to school, not able to go to work, but this is basically what we do anyway. Um, it just now is a great reason for me not to have to go out like <laughs> mm -hmm. we can't go anywhere oh bummer right so, yeah man, just working around the house yeah right no i mean and for anybody that's listening you know i don't know i i hope us get another episode out um i don't know to to the people that are listening and been listening consistently i hope it's nice for us to be able to get something back out I'll be honest with you, 100%. I went down to school today because I had to go down there and get some stuff. Like, we're some state, like, I know I'm a part of a teacher group on Instagram, and uh, there's some of some of the guys I like posted a picture today of me at school or posted a picture in my shop. And a couple guys were like, You're at school? Like, how are you at school? I'm like, Well, teachers are allowed to go back into the rooms. That's it. Like we can't, we can't have a meeting or we can't get people together or anything, but we can go back to our rooms right now. Um, and, but there's some schools that aren't, they can't go back into the building for anything right now. Yeah. That doesn't um, seem to make sense to me. It just, I mean, it should be about keeping well, people from being in close contact. Right. And if, right. If I mean, no one else in your shop. Some schools then, have also opened it up to where, you can go in and get your stuff. I know that my kids' schools opened the building up so kids could go mm -hmm. get their stuff from their lockers and everything, but yeah. it was all very, like, organized and timed out. Well, yeah, yeah. it's just, I mean, it's just to minimize transmission. Yeah. And so, right. Yeah, I see, to me, I, I, I mean, I would like somebody to explain to me why a teacher couldn't go and do teacher work days if you're the only one in your room. Right, like, yeah. It, and there's, and, that. and, and, are and to my knowledge, I, I think that is a school to school decision. Uh, it might school be district to school yeah. district because yeah. you know I I think I've heard here in Illinois that there are some schools that can't do that. But I mean, our school. I mean, obviously they're like we're putting trust in you to do the right thing. You know, to be diligent and when you come in and and. But I mean, you know, my wife works at the health department and she's having to go to work right now. You know, yeah. I mean, not every day. She, she's only going in like twice a week. But I mean, you still have people that there's still some things like I had I had a bunch of uh, paperwork that I had to get done. 
it was stuff that like I had to get some money sent back out to some families and stuff like that. And, you know, it was like, these are, and I was feeling bad, you know, some people were waiting on some checks and stuff and I'm like, I got to get this stuff out to them. So, you know, I just wanted to get down and get that done. And, but you know, yeah, I just, I'll be honest with you guys. I've been, I've been thinking, I'm like, man, I, this time. And I, I think I do a pretty good job of, of enjoying, um, you know, times that we get with friends and family and stuff and, and grasping that experience. But, you know, this is really, (laughs) there's parts, there's been days and there's been some times that really bothered me and I've really had a hard time as far as just, uh, I don't like the idea of, of not being able to do the things or go see the people that you want to see, you know, go be around the people that you want to be. And I, I know that it's, this is the situation we're in and we're all just doing the best we can, but all I can, you know, I've thought long and hard. I'm like, man, when this is over, like we're, we're going to do something fun. We're I'm going to get everybody together out here. We're going to do something because this is just, you know, hitting me even harder on how important it is all of those people in your support system and your family and your friends. And like, look at the people that we've met in the last few years and maker camp and classes and farmers markets. And, you know, you look back at all that stuff and you think about all the people that you've had those relationships with and met and just, it's, you can see how important that is, you know, and you can see how important you it can is. Feel it, man. It's yeah. Uh, I mean, not only when you go through it, like, you know, when we've been out at Duresta's and stuff and how awesome that is, when you go through it, you're like, man, this is just so awesome. You know, or when you guys came out to my place last summer, we had the class out here, you know, everybody just leaves happy. You know, everybody is just like, man, I, you know what? I didn't think about money today. I didn't think about what I didn't have any, you know, stress or responsibilities. I was just enjoying myself and meeting people and I was trying something new and I kind of sucked at it a little bit, but I liked it, you know, I mean, but everyone in a group, when you get to physically converge in a group like that, the whole becomes greater than the sum of its parts. The energy that everybody brings, it it turns into something greater that is very palpable. And it's, I mean, it's kind of addictive, but I think it's a very, um, it's, it's extremely beneficial to everyone involved. It just, um, it's, it's essential, especially with as many downers as we have in the, just in the, in the world before the, uh, what do I call the it? Normal times. Yeah. Back in the normal times, <laughs> you know, there was, there was mm-hmm. plenty to get you down back then, but not even, um, especially now. So yeah, if, uh, if there's a time when we're allowed to reconvene, uh, I hope we're invited to to your place. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, it's, you know, I just, you definitely feel it, you know, and you, and I'm fortunate. I know you guys feel that way too about the experiences we've had, you know, and meeting people and all that, all that stuff and how important that stuff is. And, and there's, uh, I, um, I've shouted them out before, but the Mortis and Tenon podcast um, oh, which by the way, I ordered, I had, I just got a year subscription of their, they do a handmade magazine and it's really, I'm pretty excited about it. I should be getting the new episode or the, the new, uh, uh, what do you call a magazine issue? Then it's God, thank you. Issue. Wow. I'm has sub- it really I, been that long since yes. magazines were a thing? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the, but the new issue is supposed to be coming out, but I was, uh, if you go and listen to their most recent podcast, it's just called issue eight and they're just talking about, um, they, they do something similar where they host classes and they do some blacksmithing and do a lot of, um, uh, handmade classes and hand woodworking hand tools. And, uh, but they were talking about, you know, the, the, um, importance of handmade work. And the importance of feeling that that need of society, you know, being dependent upon you a little bit to get work done and 
And it's just uh, how important that is to the human spirit, even, you know, to feel that type of connection and to feel that type of need. So I just, uh, yeah, go check that episode out if you want a good listen. And But, um, yeah, well, anyways, uh, I will. I, okay, I tell you what, but before we get going here, I will for my shout out for my do gooder is uh, a page that I found on Instagram. I actually think our friend, uh, Christy Steinman, um, she had mm-hmm. posted it on her story or something. And so I clicked on it and, um, it is the good news movement. Uh, I think the Instagram handle is good news underscore movement. And all it is, is literally, it's basically what we're doing with do gooders. It's just a video. It's a picture or, and especially in the last two weeks, it's all been kind of based around um, the COVID-19 stuff where, you know, it's just like, Hey, um, this person is, you know, um, running this, you know, company of 500 people and they shut down their production to go make these masks you know, or it's just, uh, you know, some people, there was one video of, uh, a grandpa and his granddaughter that live across the street from each other. And she's on one side of the street dancing and he's on the other side of the street, like smoking a cigar or something. And he's just watching her dance, you know, and it's just kind of like, it's posts like that just make you feel good. And so if you're kind of struggling with the times right now, go check them out and, They'll, you know, show you day-to-day videos and pictures of good stuff going on right now. So, do you guys, uh, you guys yeah. got a do-gooder? Yeah, I, I want to shout out Dr. Drew. People know him as Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew Pinsky. And m- people of our age cohort are probably most familiar with him from the 90s when he was on Loveline on MTV. And this guy, I mean, he's a legit and now like has decades of like a stellar record as a you know a public health um, yes advocate um that's why he did the mtv yeah and you know that was a an excellent avenue of outreach to young people to educate about stds primarily real information yeah but you know sexual health of all and romantic relationships all that kind of stuff that's what Loveline was about that was when I when I was first aware of him, but um, just check out his recent uh, any of his like YouTube audio interviews. He has a podcast because uh, there's a lot of scary information. Not all of it's true. Some of it, you know, is. But mm-hmm. just as kind of a, a voice of reason to, to quote another Rush lyric, uh, a voice of reason against the howling mob of like you know, dire prognostications and all this stuff, but he's, I mean, he's very factual yeah. and he, he stays calm and, uh, he keeps it real and that it's yeah. refreshing. So, yeah. So he's, uh, oh, I cannot think of the actor's name. Oh, it's escaping me right now. It's late. I'm just, there is a pretty viral video of a guy. He's kind of a comedian and he's an actor of him just going off on people right now. But I can't remember his name. But anyways, yeah, no, not, he would, this would be the opposite of that is what you're saying. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you know, and it's, it's, it's a serious thing that the, we're, as a population that we're dealing with, but don't, you know, don't be any more frightened than you need to be like right. there's a certain amount of reasonable concern to have yeah but i yeah i just dr drew is a voice of reason i i think yeah so okay shout out dr drew pinsky all right well this has been a good episode agree I, I i literally i think it's our best one yet whoa are we going to be ready for our sophomore episode? I mean, are we are we maturing? <laughs> just, I don't know. Benchmark after benchmark. Now, both of you all, or uh, y'all, as Christy would say, both of y'all, oh, y'all are yet to ball. I already did mine. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You could have done it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, it's never going to happen again. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, funny stuff well um 
don't forget, I'm gonna like take us out here, and then you guys go oh, right. for, for a, a secret after show. That if you pay one thousand dollars to each of us, pay, to Wait, each no, of no, our no. PayPal no, Doctor Evil, the pinky on the one million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, everyone. Uh, please stay safe out there. I hope you're doing well. Um, keeping yourself busy, keeping your mind right, you know, staying positive and just keep yourself making. If if you didn't watch Jimmy DeResta's vlog this week, go watch that and just keep, like he says, just keep making, keep making videos, keep making wood stuff, keep making metal stuff, whatever it is, just keep making it. So, all right. Well, and with that, Obey the Green Podcast is out.